In the book of Amos, the prophet likens the prophetic unction to the roar of a lion. On today's program, we'll hear part of a message that you preached, Dick, on the Holy Roar. I believe 2019 will be known as the year of the Holy Roar that will activate a spiritual shift in our nation. Stay tuned. This is Lifeline Today. Welcome to Lifeline Today. So glad to see you here on the program. Hey, Joan, we have a very prophetic program again mm -hmm. today. Uh, and, you know, one of the verses that we referenced already was Amos 3.7, which says this, that the Lord's unction, the prophetic anointing, mm -hmm. is like a lion's roar. Yes, that's and, right. And uh, it's quite an amazing, Amos 3.7. It actually says this, that God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to the servants, his servants, the prophets. Yeah. And then he says, a lion has roared, who cannot who? listen, right? <laughs> who, cannot, uh, who cannot prophesy? Yeah. And so, you know, there's this uh, likeness. And I had an experience here right in this uh, this building yeah. uh, during a, a prophetic service that we do on Wednesdays typically and uh, I looked up in the ceiling and I saw this point in the ceiling and I knew it was a roar. It was a, the focal point of a spiritual roar. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, you know, Joan, I'm wearing a, a pin, by the way, <laughs> that was, uh, it's the symbol. It's the symbol or the logo for the city of Jerusalem it was given to me by the mayor of Jerusalem yeah. and it's a lion. It it's is. a, a uh, alliance. So that's interesting because that's the symbol. Well, you talk about that in this clip. It's very interesting. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this whole pr uh, principle of a roar, this thing so took me. I became very emotional. Mm. And if I looked up at this point, it, it, I still don't fully understand this, but I looked up at this point in the pulpit, above the pulpit, I would get very emotional. The power of this would overcome me. So mm. I'd look down and then it would subside. But, mm. you know, as typical of prophetic things, it takes time sometimes to process them That's and right. to understand what they are. Yeah, but one thing we do know, God is about to roar again. And really, God's roar ushers in something new and something powerful, doesn't it, Dick? You know, and the thing about a prophetic roar is that in the natural, lions use the roar to intimidate their yeah. prey. Mm -hmm. And in that sense, it has application. We're going to go right now to hear a little more about the prophetic roar. Uh, Amos 3.7 says, Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servant, the prophets. A lion has roared, who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken, who can but prophesy? Now in this message, I'm going to look at a few scriptures where it talks about uh, the lion of Judah and the roar. Now, in the natural, a lion has a roar. In fact, it's one of his uh, weapons, if you will, being the top predator. His roar is what he uses to intimidate. As a matter of fact, uh, we're told, if you watch these natural programs, you know, where they talk about nature and all that, and, and they'll tell you that the, uh, uh, that the roar of the lion establishes his territory his boundary, and, uh, and he'll assert his boundary through his war. We're also told that when a lion is, uh, goes through a battle, his, often lions, uh, male lions will come into the territory of another dominant male lion and challenge them. 
and they'll often fight. And very often if the dominant alpha lion is wounded and survives, they say that his roar only increases his territory. That somehow he enlarges the area that he is, that is within his domain. So, having said that, this is very likely why the Bible takes the metaphor of the lion. The lion is, again, this noble creature, the, the top of the food chain, if you will, this mighty creature, this mighty animal, and, and uses this metaphor for the Lord when he's in battle. You know, I'm wearing a pin on my lapel. I don't know if you can see it, but it's actually a lion. It's a gold lion. I go, it was given to me by the mayor of Jerusalem uh, some years ago, and it's the emblem or the logo for the city of Jerusalem. They identify with the lion of Judah. And uh, even though I know they're very, uh, Jews today are very aware that the Lion of Judah we know and understand to be Jesus, right? Messiah. Yet uh, they use that as a, uh, as a symbol. And, and in ancient times, there was a lion that lived in those regions. You remember David? David talking about uh, when he faced Goliath, he said, I slew the lion and the bear. So there were bears and lions near Bethlehem because that's where David was the uh, shepherd, and he obviously had been confronted by both predators at one point in time. So that lion is now uh, part of the logo. And I find it prophetic that Jerusalem would use a lion as a logo, knowing that we understand him to be the Lion of Judah. How do we know that? Because Revelation 5, verse 5 says so. It says that he is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Now notice this. It says this in this verse. I don't know if you picked it up on this, but the uh, roar is like a catalyst for a prophetic decree. It says, the lion hath roared. God, uh, let, let me read it. A lion has roared. Who will not fear? The Lord God has spoken. Who can but prophesy? He's saying that the roar of God releases or is a catalyst for a prophetic decree. Now listen to me. When God makes a prophetic decree, it changes everything. It takes down kings and rulers, kingdoms, authorities. It replaces them. It changes the course of history. The roar of the lion or the roar of the lion of Judah has tremendous authority and changes the course of even a people, a nation, or just an individual life. So you notice there's a connection. And then it in, in also says it seems to equate a roar or a lion's roar to a prophetic decree. So let me just say this, that very often in times when there's an anointed prophetic decree, there is a lion roaring. The lion, there's a roar spiritually. I'm getting to a point here because something happened at Tefillah on Wednesday that I'll talk about that was very unusual. But but I just want you to understand that, that the Bible has made this equation, that the roar is connected to a prophetic decree, and both have tremendous authority, both establish a boundary, both establish the authority of who's giving that roar. In our case, we understand that as the Lion of Judah, Jesus, right? Now, something else this thing says, this, this, it, it, it says, who can but prophesy when the lion roars, suggesting this, that this roar comes with a tremendous, strong unction. 
I should tell you, and I, I'm, I was going to share a few more scriptures, but this happened to a very small measure on Wednesday night. We had, um, well actually, uh, Ryan and Alyssa were leading and, and they did this song that's called The Holy Roar. And that was, that was wonderful. But as we, uh, we uh, began to feel by casting vision, we began to define things that we're believing for, for this ministry in, the, in 2019. And uh, as we did that, we began to do this song. I had this experience. And I've never had this experience before. I was on the, my seat here, uh, standing worshiping. And I, I just was worshiping. It was good. I was into it. And, and uh, we were flowing in the Spirit and, and praying in the Spirit and singing in the Spirit. But one, all of a sudden, I looked up. And, and uh, I, I'm just going to tell you how it happened to me. I looked up at a point right up here, just in front of the pulpit, about up here, right at the ceiling. And the moment... I'm telling you, the moment, the instant that I looked at this point way high in this ceiling, the anointing fell on me and I heard the Lord say that there will be a roar that will emanate from this worship hall and it will roar across the nation. And I'm telling you, it was so strong. It wasn't me. It wasn't my thinking. I wasn't just hoping or dreaming. This was something that just came. And I, and I thought, well, that's really odd that I looked up there. And, and so I, I looked up there again, and boom, it came again. And then I, I thought, well, I won't look there for a moment and, and just continue. We're worshiping in the Spirit. Some of you know who were, who were here that night know what I'm talking about. We kept worshiping in, in the Spirit, and it just carried on. You know, so let me just say something. This is something we need to do more. Is when we're worshiping and when we can move into worshiping in the Spirit. By in the Spirit, I mean worshiping in tongues. Singing in the Spirit. And if we continue, something opens in the spiritual realm. And we open some doors over our lives and something dynamic takes place. Well, that was happening Wednesday night. I think maybe just writing the vision and people standing up and saying, let's believe for this and let's believe for that, stirred their hearts of faith and they began to enter into the Spirit. Beloved, we are people of the Spirit. Do you notice that the church in North America is moving to a cerebral level? We've got to have motivational sermons who talk about how you can be a better person at work and so forth. And those are good sermons. I'm going to tell you, they're excellent. They're helpful. But let me tell you, before that, we are people of the Spirit. And that means people won't understand. Jesus said, you know, when the wind blows, you can see the leaves you know, move, and you can see the effect. But you don't know where the wind. You can't see the wind. You only see the effect, but you don't see the wind. That's what being people of the Spirit is, he said. That when you move in the Spirit, you're going to see action. But you won't be able to see where the Spirit is. You won't be able to identify it. You won't be able to say, oh, look, there's Holy Spirit walking across the auditorium. No. And that's what we are. We're people of the Spirit. We do things in the Spirit. And so let me just say, we continued in the Spirit. And I would look at that point again, and it would hit me again. It was like, I don't know how to explain it. It was like, oh, my goodness, there's this anointing. And it, I know it's not on us. It was this point in this. I don't know why it's right there. I can't even explain to you why it's there. Except that's where it, I sensed it. And I felt the roar that God would emanate from this place. Now, 
historically, Joan and I have always had a ministry where we've preached about the prophetic decree. We do conferences called Dominion Conference. We use the word dominion intentionally from Psalm 72, verse 8, he shall have dominion. And so we've always, and dominion means supreme authority to rule. And we don't think about ourselves having supreme authority to rule. We think of Jesus, the Lion of Judah, having supreme authority to rule in our nation. And he does that through prophetic decrees when he issues a word. Do you remember in the book of Daniel when a word would come from the Lord through an angel even and come to Daniel? It says he would fall down as one dead. He said he would be so overcome by the power of that decree. And it would literally depose kingdoms. And so we've always historically believed in this. And I've always practiced this. And, and last uh, year at Dominion Conference, you know, we had a number of them. I, I shared on December 30th. Many of you didn't make it that day. There was a snowstorm. But I shared that whole vision of uh, what took place and how the Lord gave me this word about the train leaving the station and all aboard. And then he said to me, expect double. To expect double in 2019. And then we, that's part of the reason we started casting vision. And that's probably the reason that Tefillah, when we started doing that, the Spirit of God fell in our meeting and began to give us an unction to decree. Because we believe that you have to change a nation first in the spirit realm. We need to change the spiritual atmosphere in our province and then in our nation, and the nation will go a different direction. And what has happened in our nation is not just local. Joan said it. It's on a global agenda. It is going on all over the earth to change exactly and what Daniel chapter 7 did, to change time, seasons, and laws, and to begin to usher in a one-world government which the Bible predicted as the capital A Antichrist. Now, let me just say, that spirit's been at work for 2,000 years. And it has sometimes succeeded, and then it fails. Because the kingdom of God moves forward. I'm going to tell you what, there was a major push for that global spirit in 1967. In the mid-60s. But God sent revival. All across North America. It touched Europe, and it's a revival actually that has continued to the present. And it was known as the charismatic revival and the Jesus people, and, and literally millions and tens of millions have been swept into the kingdom of God. China today claims to be the largest Christian church of any nation. It's phenomenal what God has done. And that revival has held back the global agenda, but once again we have seen it arise with such intensity. Now, the Bible says when we see that, we shouldn't get discouraged. And, and we shouldn't go and find, you know, some land way up in the mountains and hunker down and wait for the end of the world. Actually, the Bible says we should look up. We should become encouraged. Because as we said it, this, we sang it this morning, He's the victory. And we know that as ever, in every situation, when the enemy comes in as a flood, the Spirit of the living God will lift up a standard against him. And that's where we are. We're in a place of intense spiritual battle. I'm going to tell you the outcome. 
Canada is going to turn once again, and he shall have dominion in this nation to fulfill his purpose. Because it is not time for the end. There is a harvest to be had. There is a harvest of souls in the earth, and we're not done yet. Now, the Bible says someday that will happen. But not while we're here. Not while we're still here being able to pray, to intercede, to battle, to do what needs to be done to take our nation for Christ. You know, we're not talking about theocracy either. We're not talking about that. We believe in governments elected by the people. We're talking about a spiritual component where the Spirit of the God is free to move in our land and where people are free to worship Him and serve Him according to His purpose. Now Jesus, when He cried out in Calvary, He probably, this probably was a holy roar. You remember that? It says that He, he cried out with a loud cry and the rocks split. And there was an earthquake. Can you imagine being in Jerusalem, being around that cross at that time, and this roar, it says he cried out with a loud voice, right? You read that in the gospel. And it says he cried out with a loud voice, and the rock split. That was a holy roar. And you know what he had just done in that moment? Well, let's read it. Colossians 2.15. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, Triumphing, triumphing over them in it. It's up on your screen. Look at that. He made a public spectacle of principalities, powers. No wonder there was a roar. No wonder there was all this activity. They were literally being stripped of all authority. Uh, let me tell you something. When you and I go to heaven, and we're living in eternity in a timeless realm, one of the scenes that we will replay is this one where all time and eternity changed when Jesus stripped principalities and powers, Lucifer, Satan, of all his power and his authority, and there's a new heaven and a new earth. Come on, that's what we're for. You know, th this isn't our life, you know. This is just, we're just a temporarily visiting here, getting ready for our real life, which is eternity. And while we're doing that, we do whatever we can to advance that kingdom here on earth. Jeremiah 25:30 says, Therefore prophesy against them all these words, and say to them, The Lord will roar from on high and utter His voice from His holy habitation. He will roar mightily against His fold. He will give a shout as those who tread the grapes against all the inhabitants of the earth. Isn't this amazing? Now look at that's even more clear. The Lord will roar from on high. Here's what I believe. I believe the Lord is getting ready to roar again. You're invited to the Powerfully Prophetic Dominion Conference in Lethbridge, June 28th to July 1st. It will be a time of seeking the Word of God over Canada and hearing from top Canadian prophetic leaders, including Dr. David Damien, Charlie Robinson, Craig Baroker, and Dick and Joan DeWert. Children will enjoy Dr. Blaine and the Time Travelers, and there's a special luncheon on the Saturday with Dick and Joan. Register online now at dominionconference.com or phone 587-425-5730. Help change the spiritual climate of Canada by partnering financially with Lifeline today. 
Your monthly partnership goes to a fully Canadian ministry passionate about seeing the glory of God come to our nation. Partner at $25, $50, or $100 a month and receive a special thank you gift from Dick and Joan DeWord. Call today and say yes to becoming a partner with Dick and Joan. Phone 403-942-0123 or email info at dickandjoan.com today. In Revelation 5, verse 5, one of the 24 elders said to John, he said, stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah has won the victory. Yes, Jesus disarmed all spiritual rulers and authorities of the enemy. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. It says in Colossians 2:15. What battle are you fighting today? A battle of sickness, poverty, addiction? Jesus has already won that battle at the cross. Run to him. Jesus is your answer. Jesus is your victory. We'd love to pray for you. We've got powerful intercessors standing by. Please give us a call at 403-942-0123. You know, the message that we were just sharing uh, happened earlier in this year, earlier part of the year, yeah. which included um, a revelation the Lord gave me in late part of December uh, relative to what we were doing, of course, because it, it does start there and then it goes into a broader application. And so uh, I just really want to reaffirm how important it is to decree the prophetic purpose of God as we proceed into a year. Amen. And that's right, Dick, but you also have to hear the prophetic purpose of God. So you right. have to get yourself, you know what, I, I liked what you said. We, you said we are a spiritual people. Yeah. And so many times everything that we do, even in church, is on a natural level. Yeah. And God is saying, I want you to come up here to a higher level. Into the spirit. And of course, that's always done through worship. But it's in those places and those times that we will see things that God is showing us that are about to happen or that will happen in the future. And, uh, and that's also when we hear things and the Lord says, all aboard, and you see the train. And that's what you saw in December. You felt like that was a very prophetic statement saying, there's a train that's going to take off. You need to get on board. And we're going into a new season. I felt too, you know, at, at that time, this is just the way human nature is. It was for us, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but then I get looking at the, now they realize that, no, that's, that's a word of the Lord that goes much broader. Mm -hmm. And I believe it was really indicative of our nation. Our nation was put together by a train, you know. <laughs> know. That was the thing. That was the act that really brought our the the West and the East it? together. Oh, yeah. No Definitely. question in the founding of our nation. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and you know, Joan, when we release words for people mm -hmm. on this broadcast, you know, we often do. We pray and sometimes the Lord gives me a name. That's like a prophetic unction. It is. That you, if you're at home, you can take it and put it into action. Look at this. Um, a caller grew up believing that God was cruel, but she's been ministered through Christian television. Yeah. And she says she now experiences God's love and has been set free from 28 years of depression. 28 years yeah. of depression. See, that almost that sounds like a story you'd read in the Bible, Dick, yeah. doesn't it? It would, yeah. <laughs> 28 years. Yeah. How long have you been lame? 34 years, yeah. 38 years. Yeah, that's know? true. That's very true. Well, here's uh, another one. A grateful mom has called in and says her son is saved 
and been drug-free for two years. You see, she called the prayer center, and the prayer center was walking with her yeah. in prayer for her son. Yeah. Another one who says, a woman reports that her son-in-law, who failed in his suicide attempt, says, I'm done with drinking. <laughs> he now has a good job, and he's doing well. Praise the Lord. You know, we can connect with you when you call in and we'll pray the prayer of agreement and then we'll walk with you in that journey of prayer to see results like this because God is a God who hears and answers our prayers. Here's some of the examples of prayer requests that come into our prayer center, Joan, and a woman said she was a product of rape and she carries so much shame and rejection. Wow. You know, isn't that a contradiction. She's the product of a rape. She's the innocent one and she's carrying the shame and rejection. But our person or ministers to these people and calls them back. Mm -hmm. A lady asked for prayer for her sister who's dug, uh, struggles with a deep sense of abandonment, mm -hmm. having nervous breakdowns. Another grandmother says her granddaughter is anxious because she's bullied. These are really quite in Prayer requests we get all the time. One but, more. Um, a man from the far north. And you know what? I love the far north. I, I just have such a heart for you that are watching that are from the far north. Um, has been legally blind for many years and now he's losing his hearing as well. The moment I read that, I thought of Moses. In the last chapter of Deuteronomy, it talks about Moses. He died at 120 years old. And it says, his eyes were not dim, and nor was his vigor abated in any way. So you know what? You don't need to die. You don't need to die blind and deaf. And so, Dick, we're going to pray for these people, if Absolutely. that's all right. Uh there's people tuned in right now. You need a touch from the Lord. Yeah. And, you know, we, we often talk about the big picture of our nation, but I know how it's like. If you're going through something now in your personal life, you go, how can I even think about that when I'm struggling? Yeah. But, you know, to God, there's no contradiction of ministering to you personally That's and ministering right. to a much broader need. And the thing is, Dick, when you get the touch from God and you rise up healed, you're just so excited about going. God's touch on you God. is a touch to touch many others. And it's a testimony. Lord, we pray right now for those who are struggling in any other way. Yes, there, I, I just have to say someone, and I don't, want, I, mm -hmm. I don't want to say your name, but that you've really um, go back and forth. You deny your faith. You say Jesus isn't real. And then you come back and you say, no, he is. And you've done this a number of times. Mm. And I, and I know this has really, really discouraged you. And I'm just going to speak a word of deliverance, that that double-mindedness, yes. would, you would be delivered from that right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And uh, I want to pray for somebody whose both ears have, uh, you've lost about half of your earring. You're very stressed about this. Wow. And so I just speak life to your ears Thank and you, to Lord. those eardrums and to the mechanism so that you can hear properly because there's a real fear, deep-seated fear yeah. in that person from losing their hearing. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? Connect with our prayer center too so yeah. people will pray with you. And, uh, and they will. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just release those uh, healing words over those who are tuned in right now yes. in Jesus' name. In Jesus' invite name. invite you to call our prayer center, as I said. And we do have so many... Uh, wonderful answers to prayer. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't read hardly any of them on this program, <laughs> but thank you for being a part of the program today. Yeah. And remember this, God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. See you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. This program is supported by viewers like you. 
and we thank you for your partnership. We want to hear from you. Send us your prayer requests, praise reports, and comments on the program. Be sure to visit our website for up-to-date information or get in touch with us by email or phone. Also, don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Dick and Joan are now available for conferences and events in your area. To book them for your event, call 587-425-5730 or email info at dickandjoan.com.